everyone, and welcome back to She's All That Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1999 examination of popularity in high school, She's All That, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute 18, which begins with the second part of Katie's line, anything anymore? You'll recall the first part of the line was, come on, girl, don't you care about... Uh, And I have minute 18 going through Lainey's customer at the falafel shop saying, hmm, in contemplation of whether or not he'd like to supersize his falafel balls. I love this customer so much, Aaron. Really? It's one of my favorite throwaway. This was just for the writer's entertainment. You have to have her dealing with someone. This this man is the most frustratingly correct customer. <laughs> yes. I can see... I can see, honestly, either one of us coming up with this as, like, a role-playing NPC situation. Oh, God, yes. Like, specifically with Daniel as our mm-hmm. DM. Uh-huh. Like, either one of us coming up with this, like, just to fuck with them. Just the... Hmm... God, it's so good. But we're not there yet. First, we have to have Taylor say, I think the most combative line I've heard in any of the movies we've covered on this show. Yes. In this franchise. Yes. So Katie says, don't you care about anything anymore? And Taylor says, what are we spewing about? Yep. Yep. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like someone goes to give you first aid and you shoot them in the face. Right. (laughs) It it, it is possibly, it is the most combative line, which is saying something because we have watched movies that have contained actual fist fights and combat. (laughs) Oh yeah, those were were gentlemanly exchanges, Uh whoever they were between. Yep. This is like... I mean, she's basically saying, what are you vomiting about? Like, yeah. uh, they're, she's so mean. She <laughs> like, is. Remember last week I was talking about, I hope I wish there was a way to redeem Taylor. You're done. They they found a way to make me cut that tether. And that's, that's, that's okay. saying something. Yeah. What are we spewing about as her, f- f- like, second line in the scene is hilarious. Now, can I, I I'm not going to say defend Taylor. But may I... Episode title, Aaron Defends Taylor. Go ahead. May I make an argument against Katie? Oh, okay. Sure. So we decided that Taylor probably got her tattoo on like Friday and it's now Mm -hmm. Monday. So it's been like three days of her new relationship and her probably very infected tattoo. (laughs) For Katie to be like, don't you care about anything anymore? Like... No, she's a high school girl in a new relationship. Of course all she cares about is her new boyfriend. Katie, have you met high school girls? <laughs> right. Like, I don't want to defend Taylor's reaction to this. Right. But I do think that Katie's approach to it indicates a much longer stretch of time yes. than has actually passed. Absolutely. This, this, is, this would have warranted a montage of they're going shopping and Taylor is texting Brock and they're going shopping elsewhere. And Taylor is talking about Brock. Like, yeah, it, 
This this feels like the the payoff of a montage that never happened. Right. If it had been a month of Taylor doing nothing but talking about her tattoo and Brock, right. I can see that. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's still honeymoon, new love stage of a relationship, but also yeah. it's high school. A month is a big deal. Absolutely. Um, real quick, uh, Gabrielle Union went to UCLA. I don't know why I'm so... Um, I think I knew that. I read her... Uh, memoir oh really what was it called i don't remember but it was very good i really enjoyed it it was i would have called it a more perfect union it was not called that well that's because i wasn't consulted that's that is true (laughs) um and i'm i'm so sorry but uh it looks like maybe jody lynn o'keefe god that is such a name it's a name and sure a half. It, uh, it looks like she did not go to college. Okay. So, interesting, uh, interesting spread here on the on the college no college thing. Her book is called "We're Going to Need More Wine." Oh, actually, I think I've, I think I've seen. I think I maybe remember when you were reading that. Maybe. Yeah. I didn't like I. Uh, I know her from like this and 10 things I hate about you. Like to mm-hmm. me, she's like the best friend, like mm-hmm. tertiary character yeah. in movies from my teen years. So I was kind of, I was like, does anybody care about what Gabrielle Union has to say? But apparently she's done a lot more than yeah. I realized she had. So yes, people do, including me, because I was really interested yeah. In in her book. Now, now warning to anyone who is listening and might be interested in reading it, there is um at least one chapter where she brings up uh when she was sexually assaulted mm. um working at a payless. So Ugh. like if that's a trigger for you, mm. maybe maybe skip ahead yeah. that yeah. section. But overall the book was really, really good and I enjoyed it a lot. Well that's good that's a good rec. That's a good yeah. rec. Um so basically, what Katie is saying after what has to be several days of um, of Taylor not paying attention to Katie or her friends, mm-hmm. Chandler's also there? I think Chandler must have been at another store because she meets up with them as okay. they're, like, outside the store as they're leaving. Like, they're leaving and she walks up with her bags. For some reason, I hadn't logged what Chandler looked like and I was like I know in my head theoretically this is Chandler this looks like a different person well she's <laughs> my first note for this minute is what is Chandler wearing and then I wrote down what Chandler is wearing which is yes. like a pink and green plaid crop top that has mm. a tie that goes around the waist and then she's wearing matching pants so, like, imagine, like, a full romper in, like, a pink and green plaid, but there's, her midriff is bared. Right. And that same material is tied around her waist. It's like, what if, Aaron, I'm, I'm not sure about, I, I'm going to give you a warning that this, that this, that this ref might be a, a not for Aaron ref, NFE, sure. but... Uh, Mid nineties Gwen Stefani, but more plaid and and more clash. Yes. <laughs> like, what if mid nineties Gwen Stefani, but also share from Clueless? Oh yeah, good call. Th- that's it. That's that's the that's the one. That's yeah. the, that's the comparison for sure. Yeah. 
I feel like mid-90s Gwen Stefani was a little more grunge than this. This is yeah. a little too preppy, but it yeah. definitely is like the... Yeah, it. I, yeah. I definitely understand what you mean by that. For sure. Um, so basically, Katie is saying she was all about caring about prom, and now she is not that. Yeah. Don't you care about anything anymore? Like prom? The one thing you cared about before prom? <laughs> Don't you care about one thing anymore? That one thing? Right. <laughs> Taylor can care about one thing at a time, and that's it. Yep. Um... And it's Taylor, frankly. Um, so then then Taylor says, basically, I have this in the bag. My mom was prom queen in 71. My cousin was prom queen in 82. And my sister would have been prom queen in 94 if it wasn't for that scandal on the Color Me Bad tour bus. Hey, Are Aaron, you going to tell me about Color Me Bad? Yeah, let's talk about Color Me Bad. Cool. Uh, they were an American contemporary R&B group formed in 1985. The 80s were wild because no one, everyone was already in the bands they were in in the early 90s, but no one was making it big yet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, in Oklahoma, they formed in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, the founding members, Brian Adams, nope, not that one. <laughs> um, the other one, uh, he was born in the winter of 69, so... Not that Brian Adams. Uh, second tenor Mark Calderon, second tenor Sam Waters, and baritone Kevin Thornton. They broke up in 1998, and then they reunited in 2010. They're best known for their singles, I Wanna Sex You Up, mm-hmm. I Adore Mia More, and All For Love. So, if you're keeping track at home, first single, Sex, right there in the title, just out there, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italian... Mm-hmm. Or um, in, in the second one. And the number four in place of the word four, yes, this was an, an early 90s uh, R&B group. It uh, sure was. Yeah. Um, the group has sold over 12 million records worldwide, had two number one hit singles. I think it was I Want to Sex You Up and I Adore Me More. Uh, nine top 40 hits and a triple platinum album. They were nominated for two Grammy Awards, one two Soul Train Music Awards, one Mer- and one American Music Award. Um, their songs have been featured in movies and on television programs such as New Jack City, Mo Money, No Strings Attached, and Glee. A list that gets wider as it goes, which mm-hmm. is hilarious. The, they made a cameo appearance as themselves on a 1992 episode of Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. So they were early... They picked... Color Me Bad were early 90s if you aren't talking about Nirvana. Like... Yeah. Nirvana doesn't exist. Color Me Bad is the biggest... That's not true, but... From what the, I just read, you would think they were basically the biggest thing in their days. Yeah. Um, what's hilarious to me is that, so 94, Color Me Bad was already on the downturn. Yeah. Like, they were not at their most popular anymore, which makes that her sister had a scandal, I'm assuming some sort of sex scandal sure. or maybe pregnancy or drugs thing. There's lots of, listen, there's lots of scandals that you can have. On a tour bus. On a tour bus. <laughs> um, but with, like, like a, an on-their-way-down, formally huge band. Right. Which is hilarious to me. Yes. Um, and, 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 like, second reference in this movie where it's, like, if you know the, the musician we're talking about, there's an extra thing there for you to, to appreciate, which is yes. kind of fun. Yeah. 
or if you're doing a podcast where you're researching way too much. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So. I don't know if you noticed, but I felt like there was some ADR on Taylor's speech that didn't line up. It may have just been like there may have been some lag when I was because I was streaming it, but it definitely Mm -hmm. seemed like her voice and her lips didn't quite match. Oh, interesting. Okay. And the only reason huh. I really noticed it is because I do have a note in my uh, my my note note about this. Like, I've got like a note on my notes app for this podcast, and I had made early on a comment: if the ADR is good, we won't be able to tell when they do a pickup when someone is facing away. Because the ADR mixer was also involved in another movie mm-hmm. uh, that we did. Yes. Um, just real quick, uh, the so uh, Katie says, "God, I hope that's not your acceptance speech." I just <laughs> want to read the full, which is a hilarious thing to say. Yes. Um, I just want to say, let's see. Um, Taylor, the last thing you want to do five weeks before the election is alienate people, and what is that supposed to mean? I think what she's trying to say is you should be careful, right? Careful, careful of what? Okay. I can win this thing in fluorescent lighting on the first day of my period, cloaked in tacky rags, okay? My mother was prom queen in 71, my cousin prom queen in 82, and my sister would have been prom queen in 94 if it wasn't for that scandal on the Color Me Bad tour bus, okay? I am a goddamn legacy, all right? And besides, not to be a bitch, but who's going to beat Taylor Vaughn? Right, <laughs> and not to be a bitch. <laughs> But this is what we're spewing about now. This is, is what we're spewing about. <laughs> and then, yeah, Gabrielle Union with the with the, the from downtown. God, I hope that's not your acceptance speech. That is a very funny uh, thing to end the scene on. Yep. I <sighs> well, it, it didn't. Yeah, it ended the scene, but not the minute because right. then <laughs> we shift to uh, Lainey's part time job. Right. Lainey works the register at a falafel place. It's. I don't think we've seen it yet, but it is called the Falafel Barn. The Falafel Barn, yes. She has a uniform mm-hmm. that includes a falafel as a... So, okay, the falafel is just like the, the fried chickpea patty ball things, right? It's not like the whole yeah. pita situation. Because her think it hat is... is definitely like the whole pita situation. Right. I think falafel is what if hush puppies, but... Hummus. Right. Right. And I then you can put it in a pita, but the pita right. is a pita. It's like a pita. It's not a falafel. The falafel right. is the filling of the pita. Right. Her hat is an entire falafel-filled pita. Yeah. I I said, Lainey is at work at a falafel place. We can tell she works at a falafel place because they make her wear a fake falafel on her head. Yes. Another in this, I think maybe trope count. 2021 sure because in the 90s and early 2000s um the trope that if you work at a food place that you have to wear the food you serve on your head in an embarrassing uniform way yes i mean always funny never not funny yeah not at all accurate in my experience now i've only worked in one food service uh area but i never saw you wearing like barbecue uh right mask right 
Yeah, they never made me wear a rack of ribs as a hat when I worked at the barbecue place. Um, I did not have to dress up as a latte when I was a barista. That would have Nor been did you. That's um, true. You did not. I wouldn't have known what to do. I probably would have dressed up as like a scone. Yeah, well, like, hey, they, you know what? They serve those there, too. Um, you never had to wear a pizza hat. True. So, like, but yeah, I feel like it is a very tropey thing of specifically late 90s early 2000s but i feel like teen geared like things geared towards yeah. teens in general because there's on into like the 2010s for sure yeah there wasn't like there's a in friday night lights there's a diner that they go to and one of the characters works at like a frozen yogurt place where they wear like you know, soda jerk type right, right, right. uniforms and it, which isn't as extreme as wearing a falafel on your head, but right. you see a lot of like, I don't know if it's specifically barbecue type places or like burger yeah. joints where people like dress up as cowboys and cowgirls. Cause it's like a right. down home American feast. Yeah. 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 I, the sitcoms that Lila watches, I think every one of them has had a, so-and-so works at a fast food place, and so they dress as a chicken or yep. as a cowboy or as a pirate. Yep. Actually, I think I, I think I can cite specific examples for those. I'm if sure you can. If, I, if given enough time. Yep. But I think that the point of the falafel hat in this case is, what's the last place you want to be approached by anyone that knows you? Right. And it is with a falafel on your head. Yes. Um, so she is taking... Man at Falafel Barn's order. Mm-hmm. Um, he ordered one tahina kebab with a side of spiced hummus salad. I wrote tahina, and because I know tahini right. is something that you put in, uh, you mix garbanzo bean, um, chickpeas, and tahini, and then than a hummus. Right. Kinda. Yeah. That's that's how I would make it. Like if you were just sort of do you have two ingredients go tahini and, and and chickpeas. Yes. But apparently tahina is the same. It's, it's the same thing. It's tahini. just a different word for it. Okay. Yeah. It is an Eastern condiment made from toasted ground hulled sesame. It is served by itself as a dip or as a major ingredient in hummus, baba ganoush and halva. Okay. It is used in the cuisines of Levant and Eastern Mediterranean, the South Caucasus, as well as parts of North Africa. Sesame, sesame paste, though not called tahini, is also used in some East Asian cuisines. Okay. So, tahina, tahini, tomato, tomato, but more so because it's like, it's not spelled the same, but it's, you know. Yeah. It's the same thing. Maybe exactly the same, um, now that I think about it. So... She asks him if he would like to supersize his falafel balls, which, like, <laughs> that had to be fun to write. Just, yeah. it had to be, like, that had to be hilarious to write. Yes. And then, so that, this is where I took my note on Man in Falafel Barn. I was hoping that you would tell me about yeah. him. His name is Charlie Dell. His top three, he uh, was paris townie in bubble boy okay uh which is that jake gyllenhaal john travolta no that's 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 boy in the plastic bubble right exactly the movie that i've thought of more this year than perhaps any other time yep sure (laughs) the movie that in 1980 
two, let's say, was like, what if distance learning? Yeah. Um, and then I think Bubble Boy was like a, like, Donnie Darko, but hilarious and whimsical. Like, okay. Donnie Darko, but not dark. It's like Donnie Lido, I believe okay. is what Bubble Boy was. I don't. Um, Ronnie Lido. I don't recall having... I don't think I ever saw it. Heard of that one, but yeah, there's a lot of Jake Gyllenhaal's catalog that I am not familiar with. Yeah, it's not my. He did. He's done a yeah. lot of like indie stuff that just really yeah. isn't. Never made it onto my radar. Uh, Donnie Darko, um, Brokeback Mountain, mm-hmm. um, which was good, and Anne Hathaway is very in that movie um, yes. in a way that an Anne Hathaway fan would enjoy. Um, but they were he and um, Heath Ledger were very good in that. Yeah. And then uh, the new Spider-Man movie that he was in a couple years ago. And then that's basically, I think, my Jake Gyllenhaal. I always think of the good girl first. He was in an indie movie with yes. Jennifer Aniston. He played a guy named Holden yes. in that movie. Yes. It was a good movie. Yes. Like, everyone in it was very good. And it was a very well done movie. Yeah. But then when I think back on it, I'm like, it was actually kind of not. Like it was, it was good without being enjoyable, and yet I owned it and watched it n- like numerous times. One of the things of that movie was, um, uh, um, Jennifer Aniston not, not, not fun, not funny or fun. Yeah. Serious. It was basically Jennifer Aniston doing the Jim Carrey, Tom Hanks thing, where it's like, no, 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 no. serious time now. But see, and she did I, a great job. Yeah, I, I didn't mind yeah. it. But no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I, I recall I recall watching that and, and being kind of horribly depressed by it as well. Yeah. Kind of, am I wrong? Maybe I only saw it, I didn't see enough. It's like Waitress, but instead of at a diner, it's at a like a dollar store kind of. And instead of a doctor, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> and it's more depressing yes and instead of her husband being like kind of an abusive asshole he's actually kind of a good dude kind of a good dude it's um it's what is oh what is his name he was john c riley john c riley yes i was like john c scott no that's not his name john c riley plays the husband and he's yeah very much kind of like a Mr. Cellophane type. I was I just rec- sitting there being like Mr. Cellophane. If I recall, he's like, he's a perfectly nice guy. They're trying yeah. to have a baby. The spark is gone. They're trying to have a baby yeah. kind of to put some spark back. That's not why you yeah. have a baby. No. But like, yeah. And then she meets Jake Gyllenhaal and he's young and cute young. and different and seems yeah. more worldly than her right. small town dollar yeah. store life yeah it's like the, the the sitcom superstore but 90s or early 2000s and depressing yes like <laughs> yes yes <laughs> but well uh, done yeah so yeah oh no so, uh, very well done in college i feel like it was a it was a good movie for people that were in college yes. to be like oh so not just friends, huh? Cool. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, at least that was, that was my that was my thing. Anyway, so not the good girl. Right, sorry. Bubble Boy. No, it's fine. Uh, number two is this, and then number three, he was a doorman in Fight Club. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, that, 
role. I know this guy. I've seen this guy. I guess it's from Fight Club. That's the one that I've watched the most of what I've said so far. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, he was in 65 episodes of Evening Shade. Never um, heard that. That is um, Burt Reynolds's uh, sitcom in the early 90s. I think the only thing I've seen Burt Reynolds in is uh, SNL's Celebrity Jeopardy, which is to say I have seen someone else dressed up as Burt Reynolds. Right. That's <laughs> a big hat. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't think I've actually yeah. seen actual Burt Reynolds in anything. Burt Reynolds, wild career, but it makes sense for it. I mean, I, I can name like two things that I've seen Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds yeah. in. Striptease and Boogie Nights, I think, which is weird to oh, me. Oh, I saw Boogie Nights. I think he's the director in Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I saw Striptease. It was not as softcore porny as it might have been, but more than it should have been for as popular as it was and as Demi Mori as it was. Sure. Okay. Um, so uh, he was also in three episodes of Trapper John MD, which I mentioned only because I mentioned Trapper John last week, sure. last episode. Um, and he was in 28 episodes of a show called Jason of Star Command, which is a great title for a TV show mm -hmm. that looks like it was made when you didn't make good sci-fi, mm -hmm. which makes it even better. And he played Professor E.J. Parsafoot, which is like... A name. Man, do, did we have a whole bunch of people audition for Doctor Who and just not get it? And so they were like, fine, we'll go do our own. That's what it sounds like. Kind of does, yeah. <laughs> um, and then his first appearance was he played a uh, a character named Charlie in a movie called A Bullet for Pretty Boy, which makes no sense as a title until you know it's about uh, gangster pretty boy Floyd, oh. and then it makes a lot more sense. Yes. Um, trivia, he had none on IMDb, but I did note that he was born on Halloween 1943. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. All right. And that's it. Okay. Uh, he, we've left him going, hmm. hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll see what he decides tomorrow. Yes. I know everyone's on tenterhooks about what's he going to do. Yeah. Is he going to supersize his falafel meal or not? Social media? <sighs> Let's yeah. Why don't you why don't you hit us on social? All right. Supersize that social media. Supersize that social media. We are on Twitter as a podcast franchise at je underscore minute movies. Individually, I can be found at unabashedly Aaron. And I can be found at unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network. Alongside podcasting, we also have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the Scavengers Network, where lots of members of the network stream video games and other things. And you should go check it out if Twitch streaming yeah. is something that you are into. There's typically something going on most days of the week, so... There yeah. is bound to be something for everyone. And if you show up and there's no one streaming anything, boy, there's some archives there. Sure, like, sure are. <laughs> I bet we'll archive snips on, on the Twitch. Probably. So you could probably go watch some 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 stuff from the Snips Showcase. Yeah. Or the the Snip Showcase, ATM machine. Uh -huh. um, Jack card. Uh, that we did. Yeah, the Jack card. Why do you wait a minute? Because it baffles me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was like, yes, that reference. Wait, Aaron didn't go to JMU no. despite my application reasoning. Yeah, no. It, it, my, I mean, calling it a hokey passport is a different level of 
annoying, like a different kind of annoying. <laughs> a little like, more hokey than than you'd like, exactly, probably. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Oh, and if you did ask somebody where to go to get your student ID, they would correct you. It is a hokey right. passport. Right. But yeah, the JMU access card card just right makes me twitch. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not not great, um, for sure. Uh, but yeah, the, there's probably stuff from our snip showcase um, from late May up there, yep. including presumably a uh, a very well reviewed episode of this show that we did on on that. Yes, everybody in loved the future it. for us, but in the past for you. So like, yes, time travel, time travel. So until yep. tomorrow, when we find out what this customer decides to do with his falafel balls. Try to be nice to people. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.